Oh, wait. I got to unplug my refrigerator. Hold on. BRB. We are back. It's episode three of Late Night Twitter with Rick Savage. I'm Rick Savage. Yeah, that's real. Had to uh, unplug the fridge. It's it's a loud fridge, and I don't want that to take away from the award-winning podcasting that's happening right now on Late Night Twitter with Rick Savage. I'm Rick Savage. Happy Monday morning, if that's when you're listening to this. Uh, I'm currently recording Late Night Sunday night because that's what I do. I record late at night. I try to gather some things that happened on Twitter that maybe you missed, and I delivered that to you in under 25 minutes your commute to work so you can catch up. We just need to acknowledge that it's BET weekend right now, and Twitter is a blaze of all the things that have happened at BET weekend so far. So far, we had an award show tonight. There were some technical difficulties. There were some shots fired. Remy Ma to Nicki Minaj. What up, Remy Mafia? Um, and that's when I lose you if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, also, other things that happened. Um, evidently, Lil' Kim was not happy with her Airbnb, so she tried to leave early. When the owner of said Airbnb would not give back her deposit, a fight ensued. The cops were called. Then everyone split up and went their separate ways. And then later that night, randomly, that Airbnb got robbed. A bunch of people showed up in ski masks and not only robbed the place, but took back little Kim's deposit check. Interesting. Allegedly. Kim is involved. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Also, uh, the Migos, um, a.k.a. Migos. I believe their name is Migos, but ever since Donald Glover shouted them out as the Migos, that's the cool way to say their name. Migos got into a fight with the crew from Complex, and then later on that evening got into a fight with Chris Brown's crew. And let's see how the rest of the night plays out. Oh, and my personal experience with BET Weekend, I went to CVS and uh, Bryson Tiller was there doing doing some shopping. And uh, you might not know Bryson Tiller, but let's see uh, let's see if I can play just a little quick clip. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Uh, you know how I know it was Bryson Taylor? I saw the dude, and he just looked kind of famous. Famous people have a look, and he definitely has it. And I was like, I think that's Bryson Tiller, but I'm not really sure what he looks like. Well, guess what? His Lamborghini in the parking lot of the CVS license plate was Trap Soul. The name of his album is Trap Soul. So real subtle, Bryson Tiller is. Uh, but I, that was my connection to BET Experience. The other thing that's kind of funny about BET Weekend is uh, at the same time, it seemed like everyone, uh, well, just all the white people were at uh, the Arroyo Seco. What was the name of this music festival that was happening? Where like Weezer and Mumford and & Sons and Tom Petty played? Here we go. Oh, the Oaks. There we go. The Oaks. <laughs> so basically all the white people went to go see Tom Petty and Mumford and & Sons, and then everyone else stayed at, at, at the BET Weekend. For the award show, can I say that? I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the the rules here for episode three of the podcast. By the way, I heard the ASAP Rocky show was incredible. Anyways, we don't need to talk about BET Weekend. It's just there's so much material with that. But let me go through some tweets. Uh, here's here's a new thing I'm doing. If I talk about the tweet, and you want to kind of track it down, and maybe I'm not uh, laying out exactly 
how to find the person that tweeted it. Uh, I'm favoriting all the tweets. So if you just go to at Rick Savage on Twitter and click on my favorites, you can see all the different all the different uh, tweets I favored. Str- strong out the gate that uh, Rachel Bilson is up for an OC reunion. So totally into that because the first two seasons of the OC were great. And Rachel, uh, what's up? What's up, Rachel? How you doing? Good to good to see you. <laughs> Uh, Vanity Fair tweeted, has Silicon Valley finally jumped the shark? Um, it's a season finale tonight. So I don't know if, oh wait. Oh, (laughs) oh, they really mean like Silicon Valley. That's confusing. If you're going to use the term junk, jump the shark, which was a term created for a TV show and then use a TV show name. That's not fair. That's not on me. Hold on. Uh, let's see. They're talking about Tesla. Maybe this weaves its way. Apple, Elon Musk. Does this get back to the TV show at all? No, no, no. They're just straight up. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure it's a very thoughtful article. Uh, has Silicon Valley jumped the shark? That's a weird thing to say. That's like has has West Hollywood jumped the shark? Not really. It's kind of fun. But the TV show maybe has kind of jumped the shark. It's going to be weird without T.J. Miller on it next season. I'll say that much. I favorited this one because it it's classic. I'm too old for rap music. Smoke Perps tour with Lil Pump was organized by No Jumper, which has become the Paris review of the face tattoo set. I know four of those words. Smoke Perp. That's a guy, I guess. Smoke Perps tour with Lil Pump. Fuck you guys was organized by No Jumper. I know what No Jumper is. They're like a it's like a podcast but also kind of like a click, a collective. Which has become the Paris Review of the Face Tattoo set. I'm not clicking that. It was a New York Times article. Holy shit. Lil Pump and Smoke Perp are in the Times. That's great. Oh, here's this one uh tweeted by Ben Montech uh, who Do you say Tench or do you say Tech? I don't know, but Ben Mont plays keys in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He's incredible. Uh, his handle is just B-E-N-C-H-T-E-N, Beck 10. But Benmont uh, retweeted this article that's running around. I think it's not... Here's just the headline. Radiohead crowd left red-faced after applauding three-minute guitar tuning, mistaking it for new song. Tens of thousands of Radiohead fans embarrassed themselves at Glastonbury Festival this evening after mistaking the band tuning their guitars for new material. There's no link or anything. It's just a screenshot. I'm sure this is like the UK equivalent of The Onion. But no band in the history of music could that actually be a real title for except for Radiohead. I fell off. I didn't get Radiohead in the beginning when all my like super music nerd friends loved them. Then I got into it later and I went back and appreciated OK Computer. And and, um, I almost said Insomniac. That's a Green Day album. Uh, Amnesiac is what I meant. I've gone back and appreciated them, but then as they get deeper and deeper into their radioheadness, I'm I'm just kind of out. So if you're still in, that's great, but for sure they could tune their guitars for three minutes and people would think it's brilliant. From Wall Street Journal Tech, WSJ Tech, Time Warner signed a $100 million deal with Snap for shows and ads. It's weird that that company is not profitable. Should I go on my rant about Snapchat taking over all of Venice now or save that for like episode 12? It might be too early, but wow, the locals here in Venice are not fans of Snapchat. 
so far they that I know of at least Nikki's just a, a great dive bar that's been there forever and then an old Mexican restaurant that's been there forever both gone bought and flipped by Snapchat not flipped as in sold flipped as in like converted to cafeterias for them or whatever they're buying a bunch of buildings you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking just you know I got friends I got friends that work at places but y- you guys can stop buying property it's weird that time is investing a hundred million dollars into content with snap because i still can't get into the snap if you don't use snapchat then this doesn't make sense so i'll just cut it really short but i like watching my friends snaps very rarely do i watch like mtv's snapchat channel or anything like that um oh glow is on netflix i do like that a lot i haven't watched it yet but if you're of a, a certain generation mine or older you remember in the mid 80s right around then I guess WWF was so popular, and it was before WWF really had any female wrestlers, that someone started Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Some gorgeous, some not so gorgeous. But it was, it's, I remember watching it on Saturday mornings, and it was like super low budge, and it felt kind of like public access. It was almost like you thought this was happening down the street, but it was like a national thing. So that's a new show on Netflix, so that's great. Digital music news. Here's the complete collection of future emojis. Oh, cool. What's coming up? Oh. (laughs) I love clicking on these links, and there's like two or three seconds where I'm just hanging in anticipation, and then it comes crashing down. Here's the complete collection of future emojis. Uh, In case you're wondering, that doesn't mean emojis of the future. It's future the rapper and his emojis. The future of emojis arrives as future emoji. After putting to rest the claims that he had sued rapper designer over the hit single Panda, which, by the way, he should have. Designer, ah, again, maybe this is just like, all rap music sounds the same, but designer and future sound the same. Future announced the Future Hendrix Tour. This comes as the rapper recently wrapped up his Nobody Safe Tour, starting with performance of, wait, what does this have to do with emojis? Here we go. Not content with massive tours, the rapper has just realized a customized emoji pack dubbed Future Emoji. You know, it's all... Emojis except Future's face like laughing and dancing and playing the flute. That's great. That's really good. Mask off challenge. You know, I want to talk shit about this, but you know what emoji pack I just bought? And this isn't a bit for the podcast. The Justin Bieber emoji pack. Cool. We'll just leave that there. Celebrate the 20th anniversary of Blink-182's Dude Ranch. Producer Mark Trombino gave us all the juicy deets. That was a tweet from MTV News. I'm not going to click on it, but it's a little weird that Dude Ranch is 20 years old. What is that, 97? Yeah. By the way, the pause, it didn't It didn't take me that long to figure out 20 years ago was 97. I just started thinking about where I was, and I was a junior in high school, and what shitty truck I was driving, and how I listened to Dude Ranch over and over and over. I also lived in San Diego at the time, Poway to be exact, and uh, that was like the soundtrack. Do, do you do that? I still do that. When I drive to San Diego to visit my parents, I put on music I used to listen to when I lived there, which usually is either Blink-182, Green Day, or Unwritten Law, two of the three bands being from San Diego. That was kind of my soundtrack. It's a little weird that Dude Ranch is 20 years old. It's also, so that, this anniversary has gotten me into a kick of watching old Blink-182 videos on YouTube. And it's so, so crazy how terrible that band was back then. And still, I think they'd probably even admit that maybe they're not the greatest 
sounding live band in the world. But go on YouTube and watch a Blink video from 96. You never would have guessed they would be a ginormous band. Shout out to singing about Mexican food and sombrero. Hollywood Improv, another sold-out Hollywood Babylon, which is a podcast that Kevin Smith, a.k.a. Silent Bob, and so much more. I don't want to typecast him, but you'd probably recognize him from Silent Bob, Clerk, Small Rats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a podca- podcast that he co-hosts with Ralph Garman, who is on Kevin and Bean in the mornings at K-Rock here in Los Angeles. I'm a little upset about this podcast, and there's no reason I should, but let me just tell you the story. That's why we're here. It's late night. I, we can talk about a story. So I used to be a DJ on K-Rock. I used to play a lot of poker. And I was a big Kevin Smith fan. And all these things combined to where Kevin Smith used to throw these uh, poker tournaments here in Los Angeles. And I started playing in them. And I got to know some of the people. And then I ended up winning one of the poker tournaments. And the, uh, the there was one celebrity playing with us besides Kevin. And it was Katie Morgan, the adult film star. And I have a photo with her to prove it. Um, I, I remember I won and I went up to her afterwards and I was like, Hey Katie, I know this is weird, but, and before I could even ask, she's like, yeah, of course. And I said, I was like, I wouldn't ask for a photo if I didn't win the tournament. She's like, yeah, hey, it's fine. And, uh, then I took a photo with her and I was going to go take a photo with Kevin, but Kevin had left early. Evidently, <laughs> this is not, well, he's talked about this. So whatever Kevin, like th- oh, the poker tournament was almost done. Kevin ran downstairs to run to the restroom. This was in his old comic book shop in Westwood. And evidently, when he went to the restroom, he sat down on the toilet, and the toilet collapsed. Back then, Kevin was a much larger man. So he flooded the whole downstairs of the comic book shop. It was a whole thing. He bailed, obviously, maybe a little bit out of embarrassment, wasn't going to come back to the tournament. And I never got to get my photo with Kevin. That's kind of a random aside. I remember when Howard Stern left the radio and they were auditioning all these people to take over for him. Kevin Smith was doing what, what turned out later to be an audition. He was like guest hosting on 97.1 back when that was a talk station in LA. I shot his assistant a note and I was like, Hey man, you know, my name's Rick. I'm a DJ at K rock. I don't know if you remember what I won this poker tournament. And if Kevin needs any help with his radio show, like I've been in radio for 10 years, like what I would love to just help out, whatever. And then the guy wrote back and he's like, yeah, I'll pass it along. Thanks so much. And then a few months later I emailed Kevin or his assistant again. And I was like, Hey, you know, uh, I don't know what Kevin's up to these days, but this podcasting thing is kind of catching on. So, you know, if you'd ever be interested in starting a podcast, I'd love to be involved with that. I'm a big fan. Da, 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 da. And I didn't hear anything back. And then like a year later, he started a podcast with a different guy at K-Rock. Sad face for me. Obviously, I don't think he stole the idea and then went to a funnier guy at K-Rock to co-host the podcast with him. And if he did, I totally get it because Ralph's hilarious. He's like the best part of the Kevin and Bean morning show. So if that's what he did, that's fine. I imagine it's just a coincidence. But now that I see that they're doing sold out shows at the improv and actually all across the country, it makes me a little sad. Hollywood Babylon is the podcast if you want to check it out. Brandon Wardell just tweeted the three words every girl wants to hear chain smokers featuring Coldplay. 
I love Brandon Wardell. You should follow him. It's just Brandon Wardell, B-A-R-A-N-D-O-N-W-A-R-D-E-L-L. Brandon Wardell. Really funny comic. I should try to have him on this podcast. We've we've crossed paths a few times, have some mutual friends. But that dude became super famous from Twitter. He might be the last... I mean, I don't know how you wanted to find super famous. He's got 120,000 followers. But he... Um, he might be the last of the get famous off Twitter. Do you remember like Jenny Johnson high five and a lot of these people on Twitter like six years ago was blowing up. These people were getting famous. They're going to like book deals. So shit my dad says that was a TV show based off a Twitter feed and a book book more successful than the TV show. But Brandon Wardell is certainly like he now, I don't know if he still does, but for a while, like brands would hire him to like be a cool consultant they would just send him stuff and be like is this lame or cool and then he was hosting things on comedy central i know he's got a bunch of pilots in the works so definitely follow brandon wardell he's awesome this is this is kind of dumb but i'll just throw it out there glamour tweeted selena gomez looks totally unrecognizable with bright blonde hair but the photo they use is of her with brown hair and i understand they want the click but that infuriates me just show just show me the blonde hair Maybe I'll like the blonde hair and then I'll click the article. But I'm definitely not clicking now. Because you're just saying she looks amazing with blonde hair, but then you show me with brown hair. Show her with the blonde hair. Then maybe I'll click it. DJ Khaled had a huge weekend. Put out an album. Uh, it's like 16, 17 songs. I don't know. Some of them are great. Some of them are just whatever. But there's a few great records on there. Um, and then he had a bunch of stuff at the BET Awards. And I saw people tweeting... It's he's so easy to make fun of. I get it. But DJ Khaled has always been like this. Before there was Snapchat, he was just this dude like running around and hustling at radio stations and trying to get put on and like he's certainly hustled. And then I saw some tweets kind of taking shots at him for exploiting his baby for selling his album. I understand how it could be perceived by that because like his he talked his babies in a, a Snapchat a lot and all that kind of stuff. But A, if you do watch his Snapchat, you see how much this dude loves his son. So that's pretty cool. B, he made his son executive producer of the album, which is hilarious and it's a great talking point. But what it also does is it ensures that that baby, Assad, will get royalties off of those album sales for the rest of his life. So whatever happens to DJ Khaled, and hopefully nothing ever does, hopefully he lives a long, fruitful life, but he knows that no matter what, that his son is going to have some sort of money coming in for his entire life because he's the executive producer of the album. Nas does that too. When Nas had a baby girl, he started making her executive producer of her, his albums, not to be funny, but that way, without giving up a songwriting credit because they didn't write any music, they get royalties off the albums forever. That's insurance for your family. I think that's great. So I don't think he's exploiting Assad. By the way, <laughs> the, the cover of the album is Assad sitting in a jacuzzi. So that's awesome. Like, I guarantee if I was 17 or 18 and I had that to put on my Instagram for Throwback Thursday, that's pretty cool. Just a random thing that got retweeted into my uh, timeline here. Thank you to whoever allowed David Lynch to do whatever the hell he wanted on Showtime. This is beyond amazing. Hashtag Twin Peaks. I completely missed Twin Peaks. I didn't see it originally, and I'm certainly not watching the continuation on Showtime. Am I missing out? If you're actually listening to this and you follow me on Twitter, just tell me yes or no. Should I go back and watch Twin Peaks from like 20 years ago? Is it worth it? 
NPR just tweeted, party boat filled with tourists capsizes near Medellin, Colombia. Filled with tourists or filled with bricks of cocaine? Oh, there's a photo of people crying. I'm a dick. I shouldn't. Nah, take it back. I'll leave it in because I keep it real, but feel feel bad about the joke. I can watch clips of either one of the Gallagher brothers just saying ridiculous shit, whether it's Liam or Noel. I wonder if this will come through. He said, turn the fucking fog machine off. Just like as a lyric. That's how good he is. Remy went to jail for all those years and came out a bigger star than she ever was. She did. She did. Remy Ma was always this respected MC, but certainly didn't have hits. And now she came back. She did the record with Fat Joe all the way up. That was a huge, huge record. By the way, I talk about that once a week. How it's crazy that Fat Joe has had hits for this long. And then Remy, like totally ethered Nicki Minaj and then Nicki Minaj came back and was like I have all the hits and I'm way more rich and famous than you are and that's all true but the Remy Ma I mean that's what she did in her BET acceptance award speech tonight just continued to take shots at Nicki Minaj for having butt implants I'm 37 sitting here in my apartment talking about butt implants should probably wrap up here on that note Ooh, a Saved by the Bell diner is coming to L.A., and it's every 90s TV fan's dream. That's a true statement, Hello Giggles. That is a true statement. Let's see what this says. Uh, Big fan of Saved by the Bell, and today is a good day, my friend, because you're getting another chance to eat at one of the hit TV show's most iconic spots. They did this in Chicago before. Are there any words in this article that give any information? Any information? No information on location yet, but we'll definitely be there as long as Stacey Carosi is there. Girl's a problem. And now she's taking on Scientology. Good job. It's a a Leah Remini joke. I do like when, when celebs take no shit. SZA evidently had an amazing performance tonight at the BET Awards. I didn't watch it. I also saw that, again, all on Twitter, that there were some technical difficulties. They had to stop her 30 seconds into her song, reset. Thank God Leslie Jones was the presenter at that point, so she kind of winged it because she's awesome. And then SZA came back out and just killed it. Again, I haven't seen it, according to Twitter. And then someone tweeted, SZA is like a new Erica Badu. And then Erica Badu just wrote, wait. We going too far now. I like that she sees that. <laughs> Lisa Die, uh, or Lisa maybe, L-I-Z-A-D-Y-E. I discovered her. She's a stand-up comic from New York. She moved to L.A. recently. I discovered her because a bunch of other comics were doing fundraising for uh, for her because she fell into a fucking subway. She got hit by a train. She got hit by a sub uh, a subway train in New York. But now she's recovered and doing great, and that's awesome. But through that, I discovered her, and she's hilarious. And she just tweeted, Wait, what kind of scooter was Big Tigger riding at the BET Awards after party? Please tell me there's footage of Tigger riding a scooter. Tigger, it's not Winnie the Pooh. I guess I have to kind of choose my audience here. I don't know if I should be podcasting on BET Weekend. Because if you're not tapped into the community and the culture, do it for the culture, you might not understand what this is all about. But Big Tigger was a radio guy. 
hosted 106 in Park back in the day, and he's still just kind of floating around, and evidently he's a grown-ass man. He was riding a scooter at an after party, and that's the kind of shit that I love about Twitter. All right, I think that's good. Let's wrap it up. It's Sunday night, late night Twitter, so, you know, you got to pick and choose. There's a lot of things about BET this weekend. There's a lot of things about uh, uh, the political climate that we live in, but as you may have heard in previous episodes, I'm avoiding all that, so this is a little break from that. Also, if you haven't, if this is your first episode, uh, go back and listen to episode one and two. They kind of hold up because it's not really time sensitive, the, the stuff I'm talking about. Also, tell your friends. I would appreciate if you went and rate and reviewed the podcast because those things actually matter. That's how you get featured all over uh, the podcast store. So that would be cool someday to get to that. So, you know, give it a little five star. Put down put down a couple little words. Put out, put down a little inside joke that maybe only you and I would get, and we'll have that special bond. Uh, that would be cool. And you can follow me on all the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, at Rick Savage. Uh, until next time, late night Twitter. I'm out. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.